your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, guys? Deaver here alongside my co-host, Bush, for episode 54 of the Free Parking Podcast. Bush, how was your day today? It was an okay day, man. Episode 54, if you're new here, you're late. Uh, Welcome to the Free Parking Podcast. Appreciate having you here. No, I asked you how your day was because I know how your day went. Mm. obviously record on wednesdays mm-hmm. status quo status quo let's put it this way after work immediately get home the guys in the house said we're strapping up we're going to outback now i didn't know how their day went but i know how my day in weeks and months have been going so <laughs> i said let's go let's go hit outback well six dollar cocktails we had the uh cherry lime uh with uh i don't even know what the mixer was in i think it was bacardi Bacardi lime rum and uh you know $18 bar tab later here we are we're back is Outback the like adult version like the post-college version of Applebee's <laughs> I, wouldn't say, go, I wouldn't go could there. you say that could you say that's the dollar LITs uh yeah I mean you know out of college make a little bit more money you can afford you know dollar <laughs> an LITs an Outback yeah, you can afford you can an Outback out you know yeah. that's the next stratosphere and then and then sure yeah. enough, you know, you're 33 and you're at Bonefish, maybe. Uh, dear, if we're lucky. Yeah. If we're lucky. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say Bonefish, maybe a little library for those of you who know what library ooh, is. Easy. That's around yeah. the 45 range. I, I don't yeah, 45, 50, you know, up there. You know, I I liked it. Outback was a good little mix. There's nobody there. We, I mean, our, we were in and out, hour and a half, boom, boom, boom. You know, three drinks pop right out. It was nice. So to tell you how my day was, it was great. Thanks for asking. Uh, my day was so great that I'm feeling a little generous right now. And we didn't even talk about this for the podcast. I would like to do a special giveaway in this podcast. Fantastic. So it's a hidden giveaway, right? You're listening to this podcast. I need nice. you to, I'll say hidden word at some point, not even play a hidden word at some point. You're going to get yourself an FAP uh, Nike hat. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling. Wow. Yeah, you're I'm all one I'm, I'm, I'm giving today. I'm giving today. Yeah, I'm looking for that karma tonight. back. So yeah, you guys. Uh, like I said, I'll say you know, uh, special word at some point later on in the podcast once you enjoy this entire thing and uh, you got a hat coming your way if you comment that in our most recent Instagram post and tag a friend. Let's say that. Comment Absolutely. secret word. Tag a friend. That's all I need to do. All I need to do. Sign, so, seal it. So with that, we got through the NFL divisional round of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boys, I am so sorry to hear that your Cleveland Browns will not be moving on mm-hmm. to the AFC championship game. Are you surprised? I know you were riding heavy on them. Do you, did you think that their performance was, was lacking in any way or they gave their best fight? I don't think they gave their best fight. I do agree with Fundy that the Browns beat the Browns in that game, especially with Mahomes going out. I mean, anytime an MVP candidate, MVP receiver, you know, gets out in a game, bro, you should win. You should win because that's their catalyst that's keeping them alive. But then again, their championship team. What do we always say about championship teams? Next man up. That's what how you win championships. And sure enough, bro, who's the guy who came in? Uh, Chad Henney. Dude. Former Miami Dolphin, former Michigan product. Uh, Michigan guys getting it done this weekend with Tom Brady and and Chad Henney. I, I still can't I, I can't believe he's still in the league. To be honest, um, 
I didn't really see him as one of his journeyman backup guys, like the like the Daniels or yeah. the the Fitzies or the. I, I thought honestly, I did, did not know he was still in the league. Uh, but scary, scary play with Pat Mahomes going down. Uh, mm-hmm. I kept I, I watched it live, and I kept looking for the, the hit to the head, whether it was a hit to the head yeah. or, or falling to the ground. But it said I guess it was nerve damage. It was kind of like a shock to his system when he got popped. Uh, it sounds like everything's going okay this week in protocols, so we should mm-hmm. see Mahomes most likely for the AFC Championship game. I know concussions aren't one to mess with, uh, so they're probably taking a close eye to this. It's not like he can like play through this injury, right? right. Um, especially in this age in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, your boys. They really had an opportunity there. The Chad Henney third down run might go down. I mean, it might, it might go down as, as the reason the Chiefs enter the Super Bowl. Seriously. It could. He sealed could. the fate in that game. Um, and I guess that, that, that's a sign of a full team, you know, t- top to bottom. Uh, even your backup quarterback, not no name, but never was. He was He's not a has-been. He was a never was uh, making plays like that. So really, Patty Mahomes, obviously – all eyes are going to be him moving on into the weekend. Um, but the Browns is the Browns. The Browns are the Browns, Steve. But luckily, you know, we pay for insurance for a reason. If you listen to episode 50, I also did say that the Bills were my other pick, and I'm still riding heavy on them. Do you think the Bills, the Bills have what it takes to upset Kansas City? You know what the Bills have that the Browns didn't? and we talked about this last episode is the camaraderie. Now the, the Browns were, were hot, but I think they were hot with a little bit of, you know, not, I don't want to say hostility, but I don't want to say the type of camaraderie that the bills had or bills have. So, you know, the bills are, are, are rocking with each other right now. The, the connection between Diggs and, and Josh Allen is just absolutely uncanny. Can't find it anywhere else in the league right now, to be honest. I mean, even Tyree kill and, and Patty Mahomes aren't, yeah. aren't like that. So, yeah. um, you know, really, really looking forward to the Browns uh, chiefs game and Deves. I, I genuinely believe that the bills have a shot. I do believe that. So one of the reasons I was fired up after the, after the Browns chiefs game, even though Kansas city obviously pulled out the W it was yet another game of Kansas city, not covering, yeah. not covering. They were seven and nine during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Good teams win, great teams cover. They still have yet to get over that hump, and the spread is opening up very thin, very thin for the Bills-Chiefs game. It's opening up at uh, minus three, Kansas City. So they're they're given three points. They have yet to cover. That gives Fundy's Chiefs only a, a two-and-a-half-point wiggle room to pull out this dub. Right. To be right. a great team. To be a great team. Because honestly, as, the, as scary as the AFC was this entire time, the NFC is looking spicy on the other side as well. Um, yeah. And obviously we, we, we previewed a little bit of our AFC championship matchup, um, but you got two storied time tested top of their game. I wouldn't say Brady's at the tip top of his game, Aaron Rodgers MVP season and Brady playing very well behind this new Bucks organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited to watch Rodgers and, and Brady go at it, man, dude. It was actually pretty, Pretty interesting because, you know, after watching Breeze basically my whole life and, you know, he was Breeze, Brady, Rogers. These are the guys that when we truly understood football, these are the guys we're going to remember when we're, you know, in our forties and fifties, like kids, these were the guys, right. these were the, you know, our parents tell us about Marino, Montana, you know, Aikman. those guys, yep. Aikman, all those guys. Right. Well, basically what I'm getting at is I'm very excited in the fact that we just got to watch Breeze and Brady, and now we get to watch Brady and Rodgers. And no matter who comes out, they're all 
in that in that top tier talk and the cool, so it's exciting and the cool part is too it's juxtaposed in the in the afc with the next crop of quarterbacks right. the patrick mahomes right. and the josh allens who are going to be that right. next level um for you know not our kids but 10 years younger than mm-hmm. us 15 years younger than us that are going to grow up with those guys for the next 10 years so right you brought up Drew Brees for a second. As much as I bash the Saints on here, as much as I hate them and, and wanted them to lose that game, I did. it did strike a chord when he retired. It did strike a chord the, his last game as he walked off the field, playing with his family in the Tom Brady clips, turning around, looking at the mm-hmm. stadium, kind of taking one last glimpse, kissing, you know, air mm-hmm. kissing his family in the stands. Mm-hmm. It was bittersweet because even though you dislike a guy or not even dislike the, the person but the player – for you know what he does on the field for, mm-hmm. for the Saints, it, again it was a changing of the guard type thing. Like first off, mm-hmm. shit, I'm getting old. Yeah. Two, um, you know you won't see a really good competitor compete again. You won't have to worry about him again. So right. um, as much as you know you like or hate a guy, same thing with Phil Rivers. I know Fundy Fundy doesn't like Phil Rivers at all. Probably one of his most hated guys. But he just announced his retirement uh, on Wednesday. So Phil Rivers again, another guy from that same uh, same draft class as Eli Manning on his way out. Uh, it's leaving, you know, it's, it's leaving a smaller crop of that tier of quarterback in the league. I got a question for you. Yeah. Why in my eyes now, I feel like I can't be the only one. Why was Ben Roethlisberger's last game so much more emotional and so much more, you know, seemed like it was like a, a, a true gut punch than Breeze's last game. Here you go. Because I don't think he knew it was his last game. And it's not yet. It's not, right? I think it was a okay. little bit more surprising. First off, how it happened, right? It wasn't a competitive game from start to finish. They were behind mm-hmm. 14, 21 points off the get-go due to mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I think that was shocking as well to have those blunders in the beginning to set up pretty much an unclimbable mountain. You're talking about Ben right now. I'm talking about Ben's game, correct. Yeah. Why, why yeah. that game was so much more, you know, impactful right. at the end of it instead of Breeze's. Plus two, you know, what came out later with the whole Pouncey conversation on the bench post game is that one of the reasons Ben came back and, and Pouncey and him had this internal pact that they were going to play together as long as they could. And once one of them, it was time for them to go, both of them would go out together. And mm-hmm. some reports from Pittsburgh beat writers have Marquise Pouncey actually retiring after the season, yet to official, officially announce but all a part of that, the shocking loss, pouncy interaction on the bench saying, man, I don't know if I can do it again. Uh, maybe more of a sudden tick than he thought. It wasn't a, a natural progression of, you know, leaving the, the Oval Office. It was it was a like, oh, man, this might this is real. And this that's is, how I just went out. Correct. Like, correct. Yeah, okay. Or I have to make a decision. I had this pact with this guy, but I got to mm-hmm. come back one more year, finish out my contract, finish out like. Right. What I and again in Pittsburgh right now they don't know what to do with him. Like, right. I see some people on Twitter asking to to cut him honestly because it, we're forty million dollars I believe this year in in, in cap series. Like he's a big chunk of our cap series. Now, my thing throughout is that I don't want to see it end ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never do. You never, never do. Uh, and I don't want to see him go play somewhere else for one year, like Phil Rivers. I mean, he's, he's yeah, a no stealer way. for life. He's not like a guy who hasn't won a, he's won two Super Bowls, yeah, no the three broken yeah. records. He's, he's, he's the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Yeah. So hopefully it ends cordial, whether he plays one more year or not, I'm not going to go there right now. Mm-hmm. That is my findings of why it was so much more impactful as Breeze knew he was on his way out where Ben yeah. 
it might I mean, be a little bit more, you know, gut punching right there. We're getting talks before this most recent NFL season even kicks off that Breeze is looking to sign deals with broadcasting companies at the end of the exactly. season. So like, exactly. I see what you're saying. One is like, oh shit, that just happened. I can't believe that's how it just happened. Right. And now it could be done. The other one's like, all right, man, like, you know, you know, we made it to the playoffs. I lost to Tom Brady. You know, I, I you know, I, I would hate to lose as your last game anyway, but to say that was your last game, you knew it was your last season. It was to Tom Brady. I, I think that's all right. 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 So we'll see Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in his MVP season, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the other side, whatever we get. Cause sometimes you have like a Super Bowl matchup that you're not looking for, right. That you, that you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. any variety of what happens this weekend is going to be the cream of the crop game for us. Mm-hmm. What is your ideal Super Bowl matchup? My ideal Super Bowl matchup is Bill's Bucks because really? of one thing that Think Cap told me. Okay. Think Cap told all of us this, but it, this one has stuck with me. The Bills have waited decades. I mean, literally decades, two decades for Tom Brady to leave that division so they could finally win it. And sure enough, the same season Tom Brady leaves, the Bills win that division. Now, wait a minute. Tom Brady's in the other division now with a chance to meet you in the Super Bowl, to potentially beat you in the Super Bowl again. Now, I'm I'm rooting for the Bills through and through. I would love to see that. But because I'm not in love with either team, I think it would be pretty damn funny if after all these years, Tom Brady beat the Bills in, in that division, goes down the NFC, goes over, beats his dude. Come on. What a story. What a story that is. I like it. I like the Bills too, but I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go Packers Chiefs. Okay. Uh, I think that would be the best Super Bowl matchup for us. Not that I wouldn't love to see Tom Brady go out again, but I would love to see a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers in an MVP season go up against Patrick Mahomes, that new guard, right? And they're going to have some chances to play again, very few being in different conferences. Um, But it's going to be a true test of, does uh, Aaron Rodgers still have it? And two, is Patrick Mahomes officially official? the next number one quarterback in the national football league. And I think that's what we're going to take a look at next week. I think the chiefs have a, a better team throughout, but I think as matchup goes uh, also two story franchises, right? You got, you got two of the oldest teams. Exactly. In the league. Um, did they play in super bowl one? You no, know, that you're hundred percent correct. They played in you, super bowl. You don't even one. need to look it up. You're, you're hundred percent. They played correct. in super bowl yeah. one too. So just to see those two colors out there on the field, the Lombardi, the, this and that, I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a cool, I'll take any of them though. I'll take any of them. I think it's yeah. a, it's a perfect spread for us. Um, if you don't have an allegiance to any of these teams, um, you might hate Tom Brady. You might hate the chiefs. I, I don't know. But yeah. other than that, as a pure football fan, like give me it all. Give me a consolation game. Give me a consolation. Yeah, game. yeah. Honestly. Third place game. A third place I game. I fucking would be love a third sick. place game. That'd yeah. be awesome. Third place game would be cool. Honestly, why don't they do that? But Dude, a third place game. Yeah. The week in between the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship I mean, game. Come what? on. What, what are we talking screw about? Screw the Pro here? Bowl. What are we talking about? Dude, screw the Pro Bowl. Right. Screw, screw the, the Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. Let's get what? a third place a third game. Third place game. And the players and then, make a hundred thousand dollars a piece if they win. Or Five a million dollars if they win. It's a bonus. It's a it's bonus. It's a bonus. And that makes it worth it. 
All right, here's one for you, Deves. One thing that's really bothered me this season is the MVP hunt was between, you know, Russ, Pat, Josh, and uh, Aaron Rodgers this season, right? Why wasn't Tom Brady talked about? Setting records for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization in like his first six weeks. The guy threw 40 touchdowns this year and 12 interceptions. While I look over here at Josh Allen, who threw 37 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Why is now I understand what Josh Allen did for the bills and how good he was this year, but a guy that throws 37 and 10 compared to a guy that throws 40 and 12. I mean, why aren't we, why, why wasn't he even considered one? I would say that Josh Allen's on the outside looking in of the Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers conversation for sure. Russ, Russ Wilson fell off probably like week eight Mm -hmm. Tom Brady. If you look at their all purpose yards stack, I take a look at the all purpose yards. Josh Allen probably has, I mean, Tom Brady has what seven rushing yards and one of them was a touchdown last week. Like Josh Allen has hundreds of rushing yards that that's, that's a part of it as well. What he can do outside of the pocket and to go backwards um, to talk about the Ravens and Buffalo bills game. We didn't really get to dive into that one. I think that game showed that Josh Allen is the premier mobile quarterback in the league. Now, obviously Patty Mahomes can throw on the run. Lamar Jackson can run. I think Josh Allen is the premier combination of both they, of arm strength. And this is not comparing to Patty. It's more to Lamar is that he's got the legs. He's got the moves. He's got the size. Maybe not as elusive as Lamar, but he's got the arm to back it up, whether it's the deep ball or, um, you know, the accuracy is questionable at points all in all head and shoulders above Lamar Jackson, who um, I think needs to, needs to work on that to become in that conversation. He, he's in a different conversation. He is a different category. I think, I think he's in a different column. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but your quarterback rating that you get, and that's your average for the season takes into account everything you just said, your arm, your running, how many yards you get, how many touchdowns, interceptions, right? I have no idea. It takes in probably even more than what I don't think even the guys that made it really know what it takes in. Yeah. I I really don't. Well, what, what I'm getting at these is, you know, the guy who I'm saying should have been in the conversation TB 12 was only within a five point, five point QBR differential between the guys who were being talked about. So I don't know. I just, he's our guy. We love that. We love him. And and I just, I want some recognition here. The guy is 40 something years old, like, and he's still competing with the young bucks of the league. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It is incredible, but they don't hand out participate participation trophies, right? Like there, you know, there's no skew to his numbers due to his age. He's playing mm-hmm. a grown man grown man's game, whether you're yeah. 21 or you're 42. Yep. So I think you got to take that into fact as well. Um, I agree to an extent. I think mm-hmm. the the other two were true. They were better. They were better candidates were throughout. Better. I think that obviously the offensive player of the week and whatnot that Brady has gotten and the and the records he's broken for the Buccaneers are something to say. Um, even though the Buccaneers really have a great haven't had a great track record since it's pretty easy to break a couple records there <laughs> it's not like you're going to dallas true. or pittsburgh or wherever true Deves, the other the other big topics in the nfl here involve a lot of big time coaching decisions and i want to hear your take bro where are people going and then we gotta get there's players going places the dude 
The flashiest move has been the Jacksonville Jaguars securing Urban Meyer to become a head coach, uh, potentially for probably for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you've seen the mock-ups already. I think out of all of them, this is the most interesting one. Uh, it has the most flair to it uh, with Urban Meyer coming back, not only into coaching, but also into the professional ranks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his time at Florida ended badly. His time at Ohio State ended very badly. Goes into TV both times. And now he's back in Jacksonville. I don't really know what he's trying to prove. I, I don't, I didn't watch any of his press conferences. I don't know if he said anything about, you know, wanting to, to grow the next culture of, of, of Jacksonville Jaguars, like wants to build a winning culture, wants to win championships, wants to have a good season, just likes the warm weather and needs to make some cash. Like, I really don't know what his goal is. That's what it sounds, that's what, that, from the outside looking in, like number one overall pick, Jacksonville, Florida, which isn't like the best place in Florida, but it's a place in Florida. Low expectations. Like, dude, he rocked that thing for four years, go eight and eight every year. Totally duff it with, with Trevor Lawrence. It's not that deep, Dave's. It's not, not you're you're looking at it like you're you're talking about this like you're like I'm talking about it. I'm asking and for the once we're roles reversed. The He's re- a football I'm, guy. The reason I'm talking why is he coming back? Like it's almost like when they talk about Bill Cower coming back every single time that there's a coaching vacancy, right? They talk about Bill Cower going to the Jets, they talk about Bill Cower going to the Eagles, like. Every single time, they always talk about him coming back. Why is Urban Meyer coming back? He had health issues. He was gone. He had some shady stuff going on at Ohio State. He was gone. Like, bro, why are you getting back in the mix? That's my point. And why are you making such a huge jump from a college and Ohio State being the one of the top four college programs in the nation? But why are you making that jump when you got the cushiest job in the world on Fox Sports on Saturday mornings, doing a little this, little that? And now you got people to answer to. When you're playing golf at three o'clock on a Saturday and once you're done pregame shows, now you're running an NFL franchise. That's a lot. So I don't really know what his, what makes him tick. He's a football guy. You're right. He's a football guy. But at the same time, if I'm at that point, 60 years old, made my money, got the cushy ride. Let me ask you something. To rebuild the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. As a, as a former employee of the Philadelphia Flyers. And now you work a, you know, you work a job that you do like, and, and let's, let's, as I'm going through this, I want to relate this urban probably enjoys his job with Fox or, or with whoever he's with, you know, he probably enjoyed it. Now you have the opportunity to go back to something you love, something you've worked in your, for uh, quite some time, something that has given you incredible experiences. And you're like, Oh, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go do that. Not because I need to prove anything, not because I need to redeem myself because I just love it because you just love the flyers. Because if you had the opportunity, even though you love what you're doing now to go do something you love even more, you're going to go do it. You're going to go do it. And yeah, he had a couple shady experiences. Dude, it happens. It happens. (laughs) So does everybody. (laughs) Dude, it happens. Look at the head coach of, uh, name slip in my mind, most legendary college coach of all time, slip in my mind, the guy from Penn State. Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno had stuff happen to him. And he still still tried to get, you know, he still tried to push through it as much as he could because he loved the game. He died like a year later. Dude, I know. It's tragic. It's tragic. (laughs) But he still tried to do it. He still tried. He still tried to push through it, do everything he could to make it right. 
He right. just loves it, dude. Urban right. Meyer just loves right. football. He's got a first round pick. I'm sure that I'm sure as hell that contributed to it. Oh, I get to get the best college yeah. quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He gets a he gets the warm weather like you're talking about. He gets a team that's probably not going to be that big on the radar, like other than having the number one pick. And they're probably playing, paying him a good buck. And he's getting paid and he's doing what he loves, bro. If you had the opportunity to go out to the Flyers, you're going there. Come on. Don't tell me you're not. Don't tell me you're not going he back to He wasn't working. He wasn't working. Now he's – I get it. He loves it. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know what? I'm going to concede. I'm going to concede white flag. That makes sense. That makes sense. Let's keep moving through these coaching – these coaching – these these coaching changes. Go ahead. Coaching hires. Can I move through? Please. Coaching hires. Please. Honestly, no, none of them, out, like, jump out at me. For Deuce Staley. I want to talk about the birds real quick. Uh, real quick. Chargers hired Brandon Staley. Not mm-hmm. Deuce Daly, uh, former Rams defensive coordinator. Uh, New York Jets hired Robert Salia, the defensive coordinator from the San Francisco 49ers. Might know him from getting jacked up on the sidelines. Uh, I don't know too much about him. Uh, and the Atlanta Falcons hired Arthur Smith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans past two seasons. That's honestly all I have to say about that. Like those, none of those names jump out at me. Oh, actually, no. to make it even worse, the Lions hired Dan Campbell, who was a tight end coach previous to this hire. Maybe That's we'll be low re- in the total, isn't it? Maybe we'll be, you know, eating our words in five, six years when one of these teams pulls out a chip. But like, I don't know. None of these names are. Uh, Robert Salia is the is the only other name that like is, is jump jumps out on the board. He was toted as the next guy. Um, the name that needs to, needs to pop up is the Eric Bieniemy stuff from from Kansas City. Funny, I was talking about him again today. Uh, he, does he have a chance? You want to talk about the Eagles? Does he have a chance to go to the Eagles? No, the only the only two that are being considered for the Eagles right now are Josh McDaniels and Deuce Staley. Okay, they're they're the only two. Both of their odds are the are the smallest for Vegas right now. And I have a couple things I need to say about it because all the players, all the former alumni, or all the alumni who are texting and 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 tweeting that Deuce Staley should be the coach. While I do agree, why wouldn't you hire a guy who has seen everything that has happened with Doug Peterson and still wants to be there? Why wouldn't you hire that guy? Because he's devoted to your system and he's, and you know, like, I think that's a no brainer. However, you don't want to hire a coach that everybody likes. That's a mistake because people become too complacent. People become too comfortable and, and results don't show. Now let's go look at Josh McDaniels real quick. When did you ever see Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady have a cordial conversation on the sideline after Tom Brady left the field? You saw how many times did we see Tom Brady walk over to the sideline and him and Josh McDaniels were in each other's face, screaming at each other, slamming a clipboard, Brady slamming his helmet on the ground. Right. But what did that produce? What did that produce? Six damn rings. Six damn rings. What I'm saying is sometimes you need a head coach that people don't like, because I think personally, and while I love Doug, you know, he was a leader of men. A lot of people liked them. A, lo- a lot of people liked them. And I think that could have been to his demise. Whereas Josh McDaniels, man, I think he's, I, you know, him and him and somebody, he might look at Carson Wentz and say, get your ass in gear and figure it the F out instead of like, you know, 
maybe babying him a little bit, who knows, being a little nice with him, maybe a nice presser. No, Carson's accountable. Carson's sitting his ass down on the bench this week until he figures himself out. Like, who knows, man? Sometimes you need tough love. Tough love can produce results. I'm not in the Steelers locker room every single day, but I'm going to talk about him again here with the Mike Tomlin comparison mm-hmm. that he's a yes. likable coach, uh, player's coach. That's countering your argument of mm-hmm. a player's coach not being able to win in National Football League. Now, he has one ring, he lost another, and he hasn't had a losing season throughout. I think that kind of defuncts if there's the right player's coach in the room, it works. That's not my reason for the Eagles not should not hire Deuce Staley. My reasoning that the Eagles should not hire Deuce Staley is I really do not enjoy hiring within. I think if you want to change to your franchise, to your systems, to your team, whether it's baseball, hockey, football, et cetera, if the culture is losing, even though you won a Super Bowl three years ago, you obviously want to change that up with, with firing Doug. If the culture is wrong or losing, why are you pulling from the same organization inward? All he's known is losing. All he's known is the not losing. You want a Super Bowl. All he knows is what the GM is looking for elsewhere. Does does that make sense? And I've really more so equated to the other Philly sports teams, um, like the Phillies hiring like Larry Boa and you know, um, God, who like Mike Schmidt as hitting coaches or the Flyers pulling up through their ranks in years past. That type of stuff, right? Why are we hiring within when we need a new idea? to change this organization. That's what I'm getting. Does that, does that make sense? It makes sense. And I'm hung up on one thing that you said yeah. early on, early on your mono there. I completely disagree about the Mike Tomlin thing. Now he's your head coach. You know, him 10 times better than I do. However, outside looking in from a to- totally different perspective here, Mike Tomlin's got a switch. Mike Tomlin has a switch, dude. I'm sure if one of his players that got too comfortable with them, got a little too comfortable, he would, he would nip that in the butt. You know, he's not the guy that's a pushover. He's nice. He's nice. He'll love you and he'll treat you like a son. But he'll also treat you, he'll be a father to you if you F up. That, true. Like, that's Mike Tomlin outside looking into me. So, like, true. there's a player's coach. I agree. No, I agree. And, and he's got there's the right player's coach with a switch. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing thought on Deuce Staley too is again on Twitter, like you said, a ton of people, former players, former teammates, toting him as awesome guy, this, that, he's the man, he should be the next hire. They lined up shoulder pad to shoulder pad with him. They played with him and or against him. They haven't been coached by him per se. Not all of them, maybe some of them that have came out. I think what uh, Malcolm Jenkins maybe threw out a tweet as well. Um, but it's different, right? He's running a cog in the entire machine as the, you know, running, running backs back coach. He's running the whole ship at this point. Again, it happens all the time. It's happening across the National Football League right now. Tight ends coach. I'm going to go back, to, but I'm going to go back to like, if you need to switch up, why are we, why are we hiring the good guy? Yeah. Yeah. Guys I, when like, I, I completely see your point. Yeah. I, I completely see your point. I don't agree with it, but I completely see your point. Yeah. That that well, I mean, we're we're both saying they should hire externally. Yeah, different ways yeah. to get there. Different yeah, ways different to, ways to get there. Exactly. Different ways yeah. to get there. Yeah. Yep. Different ways to sleep at night. Yeah. I like to sleep on my back. 
<laughs> nah, actually my side. Anyway, did you get that off your chest about the birds? I did. Yeah, I feel great. I when are they going to hire somebody? That's my question. When is this going to happen? There's only two vacancies left. It's the birds and um, it's the birds and oh goodness, the Texans again. The two most dysfunctional franchises in, in the NFL right now. I'm okay. I'm okay with it because the Eagles organization knows that whoever they hire will be under a microscope indefinitely after everything we just went through. Take your time, make sure it's the perfect fit. If you know, if it's not Josh and it's not Deuce, find your guy. It, I mean, we may never may have heard of him before, but we'll find them and we'll announce it. It's I trust them, even though I don't trust them, even though I, even though I'm skeptical about their decision-making, that this move they're making taking so long to announce is a good thing. And actually, now that I'm thinking of it, they really don't have a rush. Like a lot of their candidates and the top candidates, at least like as reporters are coming out with, are still on the board, right? Like the Chiefs offensive coordinator, like McDaniels, like Joe Brady from Carolina Panthers, like obviously their internal hire, Deuce Daly. So like they still have all their cards out on the table. Yeah. So I guess Absolutely. they could take their time. We got a draft coming up in April. Maybe they'll wait till after the Super Bowl. They gotta wait Maybe. for Bianami to be able to interview him. Yeah, that's 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 a big fact. I mean, you know, right? If if he yeah. if he's in the, if he's on the list, yeah, it's true. So moving on out of the National Football League, uh, what do you got? One more thing. With all the coaching decisions that have been going around, there's still a couple player decisions that need to go around too, Deves. Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey's getting talked about. There's a couple decisions that need to be made all over the league. And I I want I want to see Deshaun Watson in the Mile High City. I'm I'm thinking he's going what? to Denver. What? I think he's going to Denver. What? There, he, there it is. I didn't even I didn't even see that. Was that you? Did you, did you just create that? Did you just put it out of thin air? What are your, what's your evidence? What, what picks they send in? I saw, do- here's my evidence of a Vegas sheet that said plus 800 for the Denver Broncos right in the middle of all Love the odds. odds. Love like those odds. right in right the middle. Oh, and, and Panthers seems too obvious. Like, like that just seems like it's too right for that to happen. Like to give them three picks and maybe throw them McCaffrey or keep McCaffrey, give them three. It just seems too good yeah. to be true. Uh, the couple of the other squads that he was looking to go to, I think there was uh, the Saints he was looking to go to once again. Seems too good to be true. And I think that with, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, um, James Winston and James Winston, uh, Hill. James Winston Hill learning under Breeze. I do believe Breeze might still be able to like, you know, hang out with them, give them some, you know, thoughts, teach them. I don't see any, I mean, it just, once again, those Saints and, and Panthers seem too good to be true. So where's like the other places that are like, yo, wait, this could work. How about a place that doesn't have a quarterback at all with a guy who really hunts quarterbacks? Very true. Hunts and misses a ton. Hunts and I misses think a ton. so. The news that came out today was saying that the going rate for Deshaun Watson, what it's going to take is at least three first round picks. A joke. I take that today, yesterday, tomorrow, next week. I take that. You have a guy, you have a guy that is a surefire bet to be the starting quarterback for your football team 
for at least those three years. For at least those three years. Dude, Deshaun Watson is he's it's like the Matt Stafford situation in Detroit. He he's dying down there. He's dying down there. Three first round picks for a team that doesn't have a quarterback right now. Dude, you can see what happens when first round picks are traded. You can't hoard them all in. When first round picks are traded for the right guys, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who haven't traded a first round pick since like 1965, let's say, until they did two years ago or last year to trade for Megan Fitzpatrick from, from the Miami Dolphins. We did not miss that first round pick. Think, think, name the last three Eagles first round picks. Name the last three Eagles first round picks. Think about it that way. He's not on the team anymore. He's kind of beat. He's overpaid now or needs a new contract. Think about that. Fill him somewhere else. If you have a guy like Deshaun Watson on your team who's leading the stat card as a quarterback every single week, week in and week out, on a pitiful, pitiful Houston Texans team, he's chucking up losses. No shit. They suck. The coach blew, blew up the team, sent DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona, drove into the ground. Three first-round picks. Name the last three first-round picks from any organization that are all three fuck you know pro bowls every single year i don't know if you can find one so a team that needs a quarterback who has a lifespan of the next 13 years it's a no-brainer and i'm going to take the no-brainer i think if he moves at all it's the carolina panthers that make the move i've been talking with ham i texting with hammonds about it i do that every day of the week i send mccaffrey over there i do that one of the top running backs if not one of the two best in the league obviously injury prone uh heavily this year plus the team was also not that good so they didn't rush him back gone you're gone but why would why would the houston texans even though mccaffrey's one or two best running backs in the league why would the houston texans need him when they have david johnson and duke johnson there they have a, a solid running different, back duo different in houston different different Different. A solid, reliable, good different, running back. Different, different. David and Duke Johnson, Christian McCaffrey. That, that, that's a, it's a, it's a Lambo to like a really nice Honda Civic. Where was Christian McCaffrey this season? On the bench because he was hurt. Oh. But if they send picks along with it, it makes a little more sense. It's flashy. He sells tickets for Houston. How about that one? Because they hate the franchise right now. If, if Houston sends him for three first-round picks, if Houston sends Watson for three first right now, no one's going to be there next year, COVID or no COVID. No one's going. They're going to hate the organization probably even more for a little bit until they actually draft some good guys. I think they would like a player. And I think they like a guy that sell jerseys, put, put butts in seats, and Christian McCaffrey's that guy. Now, if I'm the Panthers, I'm saying thanks, but have a great life to McCaffrey and bring a Watson in. That's my take. Do you understand though the three first round pick conversation? Seriously, like I understand everything you said. You got a guy. You, you got a guy. I understand everything you said, but what's the Sean Watson done to prove that he's worth three first round picks? That's an absolute blasphemy. I mean, if he's worth three first round picks, Carson Wentz is worth five first round picks. And don't say no to that because what has Deshaun Watson done better than Carson Wentz in, the, in both of his their careers? His stats crush him. His stats crush him. They crush him. I'm going to pull him right now. Please. Deshaun Watson was seventh in the league in touchdowns. He was first overall in yards. Completion percentage, he was third overall in the league. I mean, top to bottom, he's trending in the opposite direction of Carson Wentz. 
that's not, they're not even in the same category anymore. They're not, they're not. No, they're not looking at their stats. Deshaun Watson beats them out in all of his stats. Right. Right. So I'm sending three first round picks again. If I got a phone call right now as GM of any football team and they asked me and the numbers work, the money worked, I'm saying yes. I would honestly love for the Steelers to do it, but they're a year away. They're a year away with the Big Bang contract. Whether he stays or retires, they're still eating some of his cap space and they can't afford Deshaun Watson. Even though the photoshops are out there and they look spicy, but uh, <laughs> they, they, they can't afford him. It's crazy that the Steelers are a year away. It sucks that the Steelers are a year away because that would have been an insanely smart move and obvious move for the Steelers to make. But, Deeds, I feel like your Steelers always draft really well and always have a solid team, but they're always, like, a little screwed with their moves they have to make down the line. Like, they got rid of that first-round pick to get Minka, but that's a little off-topic. But anyway, I uh, I don't know, Deeds. I, I think three first-round picks for a guy who – hasn't made a deep run in the playoffs ever it's a little whack and you're going to send him over to 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 the panthers who's on a perfect track to grow with deshaun watson i'm talking like win next year and win the year after and get better and better and better like he's on a perfect track to to, to trend upward with a young defense a good head coach a good offensive coordinator there i think they're on the right track to trend upwards with deshaun watson and i'm talking about like winning more games next year and even more the year after you know what i mean and the reason is, he hasn't had uh, a deep run in the playoffs because he plays with the Houston Texans. Come on now. Is Walker still – would Walker still be back into Sean up? At, in Teddy probably would back up. I think Teddy, Teddy signed a multi-year. Yeah, Teddy would back okay. up. So they kind of got rid of PJ? I mean, at the practice. I mean, he's like – Okay. I mean, okay. Okay. So he'd be throwing a Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, that's hot. That's hot. You draft a tight that. end, maybe another receiver. You need to fill the running back position because McCaffrey's gone. Panthers are my money. Panthers are my money. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. And honestly, if he goes to the Broncos, he's not throwing anybody more spectacular than who he's throwing to at uh, at the Houston Texans. Uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah, I mean. That's it. Kendall Hinton, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. I mean. Right. Nobody, nobody that's like, oh man, he needs that. But like you look at the Panthers wide receiver core. Now listen, I'm happy wherever he goes because you know, I'd like to see a guy, a good player, go somewhere. I still don't think he's worth three round picks. And I'm still sticking to the Denver Broncos that he's going there. Dark horse. Yeah. I'm Dark, going with the, sure. the middle middle of the pack. Like you you glanced over him because they were in the middle of the pack, but like they got a quarterback hunter as as a GM, and he's missed a lot. Is he going to hit gold this time? I guess we'll find out. He'll hit gold with Watson, but he has missed a lot. Dude, a like dangerous a amount of time. Like a lot. Like, like how, how do you still have a job? Yeah. How do you still have a job? Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. right. Because you won however many rings with the Broncos. And yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You ever been to Mile High? Just curious. No. Never been to Colorado. Yeah. No, never been. Let's take a trip out there. Dude, it's a gorgeous spot. Dude, the stadium is massive really massive did bro. you feel your, you get you really lightheaded at all oh, any, yeah. any nosebleeds like dude it's i heard do you get drunk yeah. off of two beers there <laughs> no i'm serious i know you do uh, here I'm serious. i know you yeah. do here but like out there yeah. too no out there it's like half a sip half a sip and you're and you're and you're Maybe and that's you're why Coors Light's so popular out there it's just yeah, it's, it's a light be. beer but like you pop two of them it's like oh this micro brew 
Could be, man. Hey, listen, uh, you know, I the, the whole Deshaun Watson thing, bro, I think personally that a lot of what you said is is correct. Um, I'm definitely a little ignorant to it, but I think that yeah. all of it and all the mainstream talk about it just seems too good to be true. Yeah. So I, I, I respect it, but uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. You know, you like we said, you throw enough darts, one will stick. And insurance policies. That's the two things we learned today, class. So maybe you write them down. (laughs) Uh, And you're also going to write down, at this point in time, the secret word. The secret word for the hat. We're going to segue from... We're going to segue from NFL talk to hockey talk here to wrap up the podcast. Mm -hmm. Hockey season's young. Um, Thinking of a word, thinking of a word... Do we do a player? Do we do an object? Do we do ask a question? Ask a question. Don't give them a word. Ask a question that you know the answer to and expect to see the answer in, in the comments. But I didn't tell them that at the beginning. Is it a very easy answer? I told very them in the easy. comments anyway. Very easy answer. Um, it's a hockey related answer. What is the object? the players pass around the ice and put in the back of the net to score a goal. There you have it. There you have it. Put the answer to what do hockey players pass around the ice and shoot into the goal to score and win the game? What is the object? What is the, what is the playing mechanism? Comment it in there. Tag a friend. Free hat. Free hat. We'll randomize it. We'll do the whole wheel thing again. And if any of the free parking boys right now, aka Think Cap or Mead, try to try to win this hat, I swear to G. I man. will shove that hat. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so this is listeners only. Guys, make sure you're following on Instagram too at Free Parking Pod. Keep an eye out for our most recent episode 54 post. Comment that answer, and don't swap a letter because that would be very inappropriate for an <laughs> comment. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, flyers starting off. Pretty hot. Lost one of the games of Buffalo Sabres. Uh, they're 3-1 and one so far on the season. The Buffalo Sabres are real. They were real before the season. They have a deep lineup. And I think we will see them again. Obviously, we'll see them eight more times, but I think we'll see them again in the playoffs. Can I, can I say something? Because I'm so glad you just brought that up first. Yeah, go ahead. It's not flashy. It's not what you want to hear. And nobody saw this coming. But the new rivalry that's going to develop this season is going to be the Buffalo Sabres and the Philadelphia Flyers. And it happened in a matter of two days mm-hmm. by one team beating the other five, nothing and the other team winning three, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I told, I told DJ Nader this, I said, dude, you're not going to want to hear this. And I said, I, I know it's been a lot of talk of who's going to be the new reborn rivalry or mm-hmm. the Buffalo Sabres and the Philadelphia Flyers. I've, officially adjusted and rearranged from the New York Rangers. And I've gone to the Sabres and Flyers. I think you're right. I think you're kind of right. This yeah. a new rivalry that's going to be born. I would say, I think you're yeah. right. And they got, they got into it in probably the early two thousands. Like honestly, when Danny Brown was back and forth, when Buffalo wore red, they got into it a little bit in the playoffs, but you're right. That is a reborn or restarted or brand new rivalry. Cause they got some, they got young guys that don't give a damn play the game hard but can score goals and make things happen on both sides that don't take shit from nobody. You see how hard they were hitting each other? Like harder than they oh. were hitting the Penguins. Yeah. 
Yeah. Both teams. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something in those two games that I haven't seen the Flyers do even late in the playoffs last year Yeah, to another team. So I, I, I'm here for it. I mean, who they got? They got Eichel. They got Eichel over there at the at the Sabers. So I mean, they're they're, that they're a little deeper than that. That's for sure. Um, to beat such a hot Flyers team, five nothing, barring Carter Hart had you know a multiple games in just a few amount of days, and yeah, you know he had a rough night, which that's a whole nother conversation. That Carter Hart needs to stop having these blow up games. He's like he's like us on the golf course, dude. We'll go out, we'll shoot 85, yeah. 85, 85, 105. Yeah. It's like yo, where the consistency go? Yeah, that's a conversation for another time. Maybe next episode after we watch him play a few more games here. But thank God for Brian Elliott, man. Because, I mean, the blow-up's got to stop. The past couple of years, Brian Elliott's been one of the, if not the best backup in the entire league. Uh, my lasting Flyers comment is that the secondhand scoring, and not really secondhand scoring, but the consistent scoring needs to continue for a lot of these other players. Like Travis Konechny's having an absolute tear to start off the season. No goals in the playoffs last year. Right? Right. We got to keep that going. We got to keep rolling. We know we, have a, we know the Flyers are a very good hockey team. Let's keep that consistent throughout the year and don't spend all the goals right now. You know what I mean? Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's keep that through the rest of the season. Um, no, dude, the Sabres, I mean, t- the, the first line, Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, uh, they signed Eric Stahl this season. as kind of a veteran presence. Cody Eakins, a punk. Uh, Jeff Skinner is on their fourth line who, you know, is still kind of a decent player. Um, Rasmus Ristolainen on defense. And the funny part is the other night, did you hear the comment about uh, uh, Carter Hutton playing in net? He's the starter for the Sabres. Yeah. You know, he played for the Flyers. I did not know that. I didn't know that until the game actually happened. Apparently as a rookie, he backed up Brian Boucher in an emergency type situation once and ended up playing. Never played for the Flyers again. was immediately traded or waived. I forget what it was. It was like an up and down AHL situation. Had no idea. I feel like that was a fun fact I would know. Yeah, that is one of those fun facts that you normally know, Dees. And honestly, I'm a little scared of Carter Hodden. After that one kick save he made, that retro kick save with the blade of his skate. Yeah. I mean, dude, I felt like I was looking at Ron Hextall. Speaking it was of, crazy. Speaking of retro, the Sabres jerseys are hot. Like screaming, scorching, like yeah. don't touch them, they'll hurt hot. Yeah, yeah. Yo, looking at a couple other teams in the East, though, man, it, you know I'm a huge Jersey guy. I love that. And they're, they're the blue, yellow, white. You know I love that. But looking at a couple other teams in the East here, D, is another team I'm a little scared of, New York Islanders. Just like last season in the playoffs, they were that team that was like, uh-oh, we're in trouble here. Sure enough, they're the team that knocked us out. So um, I'm scared of them again because not much has changed. And they are coming out guns blazing just like the Flyers are. So Islanders are a team to look out for. Rangers are a team to look out for. Every freaking team in the East is a team to look out for, except the Penguins. Penguins suck eggs this year, bro. Penguins and Caps. I agree, I agree with there. Yeah. Uh, my team to look out for is we're not going to play them to the playoffs, but a team to look out for in general for put the league on blast is the Montreal Canadiens again. It's the Montreal Canadiens again. I mean, right now they're sitting at 2-0 with a plus six goal differential. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be tough, tough SOBs to play again. I might need to tune into a game just to hear the announcer say, 
Kakaniemi passes to Suzuki. Suzuki scores, and then vice versa. Mm. Just so I can remember how much I hated hearing that in the playoffs, dude. Seriously. Other than that, the one thing I'm going to look out for in the NHL season, other than what's going on so far, is as a fan, it's been a grind. I can't imagine for the players. Like, they're playing every other night, truthfully. I'm pretty sure today, Wednesday, there was a 12 o'clock game. Their schedules are whack. They're playing home and homes, double homes, home away, same teams. These robberies are starting up. They're hitting harder. They're playing more frequently. Sean Couturier is already out for two weeks, uh, at least with a shoulder injury. I usually say, ah, oh, they're fine, the professional athletes. But, like, at this point, they're playing a lot of hockey. And as a highly physical, highly competitive, highly high speed, the impacts are harder. And to have them more frequent, you know, frequent with tougher opponents again and again and again, I don't know how the guys are going to hold up, man. They got to, like, check themselves and make sure they're ready for this thing because – other than not having to travel across the country back and forth, it's going to be a dogfight. I got one for you here that you just kind of jacked my mind off. And it's that the East is so competitive that the East will beat themselves up so much. And as bad as I want to see my Flyers get a cup, I think that the East is going to beat itself up so much that the other divisions are going to, one of those other divisions will probably win the cup because of injuries, because of wear and tear. And maybe you you could also say maybe that's going to prime you for the playoffs and get you ready for it, but. You're right, though, that's, and that's how good the East is. Like, honestly, Buffalo's at the bottom. Of, like, they're at the bottom of the division right now at one and three. They easily could come out on top of this thing. You know what I mean? Uh, that's how good, like you said, they're going to chew each other up. While you take a look at the Vegas Golden Knights in the West, they're going to run away with it. They're going to yeah. cruise. They're just they chilling. Two or three teams at the bottom there that aren't going to do it at all. Yeah. And the shark, the sharks, the ducks, the hat I'm wearing and the Kings. And then you get to the playoffs against a team that's been, that cruised its way to get there. And you're like, you're, you're crawling to the finish line. Like who, who we got next? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I can see it happening. I can yeah. see it happening. It could, they could chew each other up, man. It's a little scary. I think it's a wrap for episode 54, man. I, I agree. Was, that was a good one. That was a fun one. Uh, they're always fun. Let's yeah. – uh, so, again, I'm just going to tell them the word. It's puck. The word is puck. <laughs> Comment the keyword. I mean, I just want to make sure the question was concise. I don't know if the question, like, actually made sense. Did it make sense? It was pretty obvious. Okay, good. Keywords puck. Comment below. Get, get, go do it spicier. Do it spicier for me. <laughs> you do this every single night on the on the on the esports thing. Yeah, absolutely, guys. If you heard the keyword in the chat in yeah, the podcast yeah, episode yeah. fifty four, give me more. Don't give me forget more. to go to our give most recent more. post on our Instagram. It's going to be the episode fifty four graphic. Uh-huh. Hit in the comments. Type puck, not <laughs> no, type puck, yeah. type puck. Okay, you hear me? So type that first one to type puck in the chat and, and tag add somebody your else. Friend. And at your friend, make sure your friend follows. Try not to tag somebody that doesn't follow already or that already follows. I mean, do us a favor. Help a guy out. We're trying to get to a thousand and you guys are in the chat. Type in an at your own people that already follow. Come on. Giving away free hats for my health here. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good, dudes. I appreciate it, man. That was a great one. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for the support. Appreciate you all. And uh, have a great rest of your week. 
championship football. Conor McGregor's fighting this weekend. Lock and loaded for another game.